Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Wait, recorded how? Live. Wait, what? Recorded live. Live. Wow. Live with the keyboard from 1985. Welcome. Maybe it was a guitar. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Five Minute Major. It is I, Nick, in New York. Your is it? Is it as I or is it is me? It is. It is. It's me. It's, it's me. me. It's me. Hey, it's it me. It's me. me, Nick, in New it York. It doesn't sound as good. It is me. I know. It is me, <laughs> Nick, in New York. I am. How many times uh, have you said that wrong? Probably most of them. That's sort of every time. Uh, but I said it me a couple weeks ago, and it felt even weirder. So I went back to Island. Uh, whatever. It's uh, your thing. It's the thing. Yeah, it's our bit. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Five Minute Major. Uh, with me tonight uh, is Jared Mason. Jared, what are we drinking this evening? Um, well, it's one of those Sundays where I didn't get to the liquor store yesterday, so I'm kind of on the uh, I'm I'm, down, I'm on the lower lower shelf uh, today with a shit ton of green belt. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Mike Berg. Mike, did you do any drinking today? Any Sunday drinking? Oh, of course I did. And what <laughs> was that? Sevens. Oh, good Whiskey night. Sevens. Oh. Uh, that, that, that's, that's my flavor. Well, bye-bye. Nice. Whiskey What kind of whiskey? Uh, something my dad has. It's, it's, actually, it's actually pretty good uh, blended Canadian whiskey. Okay. But you're still ripping it off from your old man? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Excellent. Well, I did a little drinking today. I had actually had band practice and drank Ooh. some Molson, Molson Goldens out of the bottle, the green bottle. Oh, mm-hmm. Canadian mm-hmm. Coors. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say I like Molson Golden. Now, Molson Canadian is not very good, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so we were missing doubles this evening. Well, I mean, maybe I'm missing him, but he's not here. And he's off reffing the world's problems away in Minnesota youth hockey. We will forge on, soldier on without him, and it is a campus broken, uh, like the first morning, uh, and uh, the Minnesota Wild basically has its roster, so we're going to talk about that as we leg into the first official week of the NHL season, the 15-16 NHL season. Uh, camps and preseasons are winding down across the board. The Wild has Pendleton. already finished... Pendleton. The Wild has already finished its camp, as we said, but... Um, <laughs> There's some intrigue, as always, and as we expected. Uh, so let's get right into that. Uh, Jared Mason, Paula and Fontaine look like they uh, one or both of them is is a is a strong candidate to start the season on IR. Schrader had been dinged up, but it looks like he practiced today. Um, before we get into the uh, into Mr. Riley, any uh, preliminary thoughts on the way this roster looks from your perspective? Well, at least for those three guys, uh, not not including Riley, but um, Fontaine, Paula, and and, and Master Shredder, um, mm-hmm. it's not it's absolutely the worst start to a season for any, any three of those guys. Uh, 
if they're if any of them are able to play on on Thursday, that's good. But they're probably not 100%. Um, and these are three guys that you know we really need to look to to start strong and and stay strong throughout the season. Um, they probably need it more than we probably need it because mm. you know Hollow's been under the microscope for a couple years now, especially last year. So um, it's unfortunate for them that they're kind of starting in this position, but. You know, it's a long season. Hopefully, they're they're on the mend and back to 100% uh, sooner than later. And hopefully, once they are, they're actually impressing us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, uh, any surprises for you? Anything that uh, makes you feel a little uncomfortable or a little itchy about this roster? A little sweaty. Sweat in the balls. Sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> Uh, nothing is making my loins tingling, if that's what you're going for. Um, no, I, it's, well, okay, let's talk about the forwards. I, you know, nothing really makes me feel uncomfortable here yet. Um, based on what I've seen in the preseason, I like what I've seen from these players. Uh, we do know, however, uh, based on past performance, that Wild players tend to do well in the preseason, and then once the regular season starts, they say, holy shit, what were we supposed to do again? Uh, wait, what? Skate that way? Wait, that way? No. Shoot? What? Um, I mean, that, that's, kinda, that, that's just kind of what they do once the, once the regular season begins. So it's, it, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, Grailback is able to, to maintain what he was doing earlier in the, in the preseason. Um, you know, he, he looks good. I thought in the few times I saw him in the preseason, um, is he going to be able to maintain that? Um, you know, Coyle looked amazing so far, but is that going to, is that, is that real? Is that just, you know, fantasy coil or is that the real Charlie Coyle? Um, you know, I, I do like the fact that we've got a few guys that can move, you know, up and down and, you know, left and right. You got Coyle who can play wing or center. You got, you know, Carter and presumably uh, Chris Porter, who can also play center, um, adds a little bit of flexibility to the lineup. Um, you know, and then you got guys like Justin Fontaine who can, you know, play pretty much anywhere we ask him to. So uh, as far as the forwards are concerned, you know, I, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm, comf- I'm comfortably satisfied for now. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, once, once it gets real. Comfortably numb even. Um, Jared, uh, Mike just mentioned this, and it's a good point. With Porter and Carter and pick one, an additional one, um, you know, is, is, it, is it sort of disgustingly optimistic to suggest that we might have the makings of a good sort of crash and bang fourth line, veteran fourth line? Well, yeah, and, you know, who do we, who do we have run with them? That's a, that's a great question. Um, just off the top of my head, I, I don't quite remember who played most with uh, with Carter. I want to say that, you know, the, the guys that were kind of up and down the third and fourth all, all year last year, probably including Hollow, right? But uh, not, but one of them would have to slot over. But it's it is promising. I, I think you know, um, you know, Porter. I mean, as a depth move, it's it kind of you know, I kind of scratch my head. Because I mean, we were looking at him in the off season allegedly, and then we didn't do anything, and then we only did something now because he was on waivers. So it, to me, it was like it's just like well, we we kind of wanted him, and then we only really wanted him when it was you know cheaper or easier to to get him. 
So, um, I don't know. It's not like the, uh, the most ringing of, of, uh, of the confidence, you know, that, that, I, that I'm seeing out of that, that move. It's nice to you yeah. know, get him the way we got him, but, you know, I don't know. And, and then hopefully, hopefully he's just able to do his role and, and, and chip in. So, Mike. Okay, but I, I guess the way I'd look at that, though, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, could I, I guess the response that if if I were part of the Minnesota Wild brass, the way I'd, I'd frame a response to that is to say, well, you know, Ballmer didn't really take a big step forward this year. Gabriel didn't jump in and 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 own a spot. Um, you know, nobody really stepped up sure. um, to take that spot. Fedotenko. Um, you know, proved he's basically Fetitanko. worthless. Yeah, he, so you, he, he proved he's, as... he's Fedotenko, and, and Sutter didn't do anything to help his case, and so now, yeah. well, shit, now what do we do? Yeah, so you see it as a reaction to to the, the camp rather than um, not necessarily wanting a, a guy um, in the offseason. That's the way I happened, look at it. Having that guy happen to be um, available via waivers. Sure. And the I fact mean, he's, he lives in Minnesota doesn't hurt. No, of course not. No, no we don't, we don't nothing pay, to do we don't with it. There that. we go. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> now it nothing comes to out. do with it. Now it comes out. Mike, <laughs> fucking Homer. Uh, well, okay, so here's what is a sort of a bummer. Right now with the roster the way it is, with our 25, uh, granted uh, two of those guys, well, if we start the season with 25 bodies, two of them will be an IR which point, at least during the time that they're on IR, their cap hit will come off, albeit temporarily. But right now, with the roster, everybody everybody who's here, we've got $343,000 in cap space, according to general manager. So, um, you know, you move a couple of those other guys, so you get down to your 23, and, you know, it's still going to be one and change kind of thing, right? I mean, we're not looking at having we're, – we're very, very much on the cap. Um, uh, is that a problem? Well, it's only a problem if if we're not playing well, um, because I guarantee you there will be other teams that are way under, like seven million under the cap, that will be playing better than us, um, or potentially. And I mean that happened. That happens. Well, that has been happening pretty much ever since we got you know Prezi and, and, and Suter. So. I, I, I only think I, I think people gripe about money only when things aren't going great. Um, otherwise, they don't care. They're like, well, that's why we spent the cap is so we can play well. But if if things aren't going well, that's when they start looking at who earns what and who isn't um, earning what they get. So, I beg your pardon, guys. I'm read this wrong. Uh, we're actually three hundred forty-three thousand dollars over the cap. Oh, that's good. Now, technically, that's even more. <laughs> technically, uh, technically, you can be. I think it's ten percent over the cap uh, until the season starts, without having to pay a fine or whatever uh, a ding next year. But um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six teams currently, according to general manager, that are over the cap. Uh, so yeah, let's put that in our pipe and smoke it. Um. Yeah, no, I don't, well, I don't. Well, go ahead. I, I was just going to say. I mean, this. I think this is the perfect case to start talking about Mike Riley. Um, good thing, you know. He, well, he, Sigway, his cap yeah, hits. Yeah. <laughs> according to general manager, 
Uh, <laughs> Riley makes nine hundred and twenty-five thousand this year, and you know, so that basically you you take him off the books, and that, and that puts you down to six hundred thousand under the cap, which uh, is, I, I guess, good. Um, <laughs> you know, and it, it, you assume that you know if if Fontaine or Halla is going to be on. IR than that. I think that helps our case a little bit, or does it? I, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, so I, I think that's really where you're going to see some savings right there is is by sending a kid like Riley to uh, to Iowa to learn, and that might be the better place for him this year. Um, and, you know, and, and the other option would be Nate Prosser. You, you risk Nate Prosser on waivers. Um but then, if you do that, then you got Riley uh, as your seventh defenseman. You got Riley and Foline as your seventh, de- sixth, seventh defenseman, and you know, young guys got to play. I mean, you know, they they, they got to get their reps in. They got to be um, got to be on the ice if they're going to be learning, if they're going to be developing. And is is that the best use of Mike Riley? Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, Riley, Gravax, Schrader, Porter, Dumba are all on two-way deals as well. Just FYI, FYI there. Uh, according again, according to General Fanager. Um, yeah. So Mason, do you think Riley has has earned uh, his non-demotion so far? I sure would have loved to say that. I got to see a lot of the no wild preseason games, but our stupid organization doesn't believe in in televising them so but I did get to see some of them and I don't I wasn't like you know completely turned off by some of the things I saw out of them and if anything I I, you know I didn't notice them and that's a good thing um unless somebody else remembers egregious uh turnovers and whatnot but um well I it'll be tough and I would only trust the the coaching staff to know whether he earns it or not and then whether or not there's any uh, push to have a Minnesota guy or at least a Gopher guy, you know, make the opening night roster uh, from from the organization, even though they don't do it that way. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I, if I didn't see anything from the little bit I saw of him, you know, I guess that's a good thing. So I I don't care. I mean, I, as long as whatever it is, is, is if he stays up and gets time, great. If he if he doesn't, then get him down there ASAP. Um, so, Mike, is there any way he, he scratches the the power play? Boy, I don't, I don't see how, um, you know, you got Suter, Brodeen, Spurgeon and, and Dumba, you know, those are the guys you really want out there, out there on the power play. Um, you got Scandella who, who's got a hell of a shot, but you know, for some reason, you know, if, if Scandella can't make power play unit, I don't see how Riley can make the power play unit. Yeah. Send him down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Scandella, I think, is more of a proven commodity. He's He's got a hell of a shot. Um, he can tee it up from the point. Um, I mean, you're going to really – I would say looking at – the eight defensemen we have on the team, Riley is number six on my depth chart for the to make the power play. Yeah. Well, not not only can Scandella arguably claim a spot in the power play, but if you have him in the lineup, you're not afraid of him anywhere else in any other situation. 
yep. where you you I don't think that Riley has earned that status yet, and, and not because he's played poorly per se, just because Scan- he hasn't earned the status yet. I mean, Scandella has. He's paid, you know. So uh, you, you know, there's no room on this roster for a power play specialist. Let's put it that way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, who well, we got, got rid of Litsky. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I know I agree with you guys. I don't. I don't feel like he. I, I don't. I don't quite know why he's still up, uh, given that I was in their training camp and playing preseason games and whatnot. Um, it seems like there are there are opportunities for him to go to and get big minutes down there right now that we're negating by keeping him up here, so we can go frolic around Duluth with the guys and play grab ass up there for two days and whatever. But. Um, <laughs> And of course, you know the elephant in the room. Anytime you get a situation like this with Riley, is his old man hanging around there in the owner's suite? So, you know, I, I'm not necessarily suggesting that there's any sort of nepotistic BS going on here, but, but you know, you know, anytime you get a head scratcher situation with them, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that's going to come up, fair or not. Am I off base there? Nope. I think it's perfectly reasonable for an NHL coach to say, uh, this player is the son of one of the owners. I am going to treat him a little bit differently than everybody else. And if anyone asks, he's earned it. Uh, but the, it's the, the, the monologue in my head is going to be saying otherwise. Um, Mace, do you think... Wait, did I just say that out loud? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's recorded too. We're gonna let it go, Shit. but you get to you get to back. We'll clean that up post production. <laughs> yeah, Mace, do you feel like uh, why is that a theme that keeps coming back with this wild team that that the the coach is sort of you know uh, decisions some some personnel decisions are sort of outside and and personnel utilization decisions are sort of outside the coach's hands and, and, and is that a is that a byproduct of this sort of youngest coach in the league thing that yeah. Yoke carries around? Or is especially because now, as Russo mentioned the other day, um, you know, he's like the third or fourth highest longest tenured coach in the league, even though he's still the youngest coach in the league. Well, there's been a lot of movement, so yeah, but yeah, I would agree that it's part him uh trying to establish his career. You know, it could be. I mean obviously we don't know, but it could be it could be him like, you know, afraid to step up to a pretty you know, person, uh, pretty strong personality in, in Craig Leopold. And also, you know, Leopold's been putting up with a whole lot of mediocrity over the last uh, however many yeah. X years um, that he's owned the team. Yeah. So even though Leopold came in saying he's a fan first and an owner second and that he doesn't want to get in the way of any of the operations, uh, you know, when you're spending that kind of money, eventually you might get sick of it and you might start getting a little opinionated. And you might yeah. start making friends, and those friends, you know, uh, could have players and whatever. So I don't know. It, uh, I think there's probably a lot going on, but you know, Mike, Mike, if if, if Yo can get through last season, remaining the wild coach, he can get through something like this. Did you guys listen to the last episode of the Russo Suhan podcast, the one that came out, I think, on Thursday or Friday? Nope, haven't gotten to it yet. Okay, well, check it out, because I swear in that podcast at some point, Russo got as pointed as he has yet been about the sort of relationship between Leopold and Suter 
and how it does or does not come to bear uh, in Mr. Yo's mind. Uh, and that was pretty interesting. Um, check hmm. it out, and and after you do, uh, let's let's reconvene on the topic, and and you guys can tell me what you think about that because it was it was it was uh, it was interesting. Um, all right, so hmm. Porter, Hollow, Fontaine, Schrader, Riley, um, Gravac, uh, we gave him a little discussion, but um, you know, I mean. I, I guess one of the things that makes me sort of concerned is that a little bit concerned is that, you know, we do, it does seem like we have some talking out of both sides of Fletcher's mouth here about these kids that need to play, how important it is to go down to the A and play and get all the big minutes. But then we keep guys up here all the time. And yep. as, as Mike said, that really don't exist and is only exists in his mind. Um, and then Grayback, right? I mean, so if he can get, he has to be able to crack the top six in order to, in order to stick and make it worthwhile. Um, he's not cracking the top six, you know. I mean, you know, he he, he might be slated in, sla, sla, slated in on that third line, in the top six, right? So, or or did I misremember that? You know, so what what's the story here with Gravac, Mike? I think Gravac. I, I'm I'm comfortable with him for now. Um, I, I think as a as a kid, I think he has earned the role of a guy who can come in and fill in. I, I, he has, in my mind, earned the right to be a guy who you call when you need help, but not someone who is going to be there every day. He's not going to be someone who is you know, part of your um, team on a regular basis. He, he's a guy that you call up when you need an extra warm body. I, I think he's earned that much so far, um, I, but I, I completely agree. He's, I think he's only had two seasons in the AHL, and I, he, he needs more than that if he's, if he's going to be successful uh, with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, let, let me just take a look here. I mean, yeah, he, he, he played two seasons in Iowa, uh, being plus three games with Minnesota. So, I mean, he, he only played 137 AHL games. I, I really think you need a little bit more experience than that to um, – to really be successful in the NHL. And if Fletcher is going to have this, um, have a, have a system according to him that, you know, mimics what Detroit does by letting their kids simmer in the, in the minor leagues for a long time. Uh, he, he needs to put up or shut up with that. He, if he, if he, if that's what he's going to do, then that's what he's got to do. He's got to say to, uh, Mike Yo and the coaching staff. Look, he needs more time in the AHL before um, before he comes up to play for for us in the NHL level. I mean, you look up and down this this wild lineup, and you know, really nobody has had a chance to really uh, establish a, a, a big you know body of work in the in the AHL. I, I'm, well, I'm looking right now at horrible for the last two seasons. Like yeah, I think I'm pretty yeah. sure we had we had this conversation about Dumba last year. Like do we keep yeah. him or we do it send him down for seasoning? And right. I was pretty sure, at least I was saying, like, what's the point of going down and and onto that I mean they were really bad at that time, um Iowa that is and uh, we felt that he was offering uh more to the team even though he wasn't getting, you know, prime defensive numbers, um, you know, like you would with Iowa, but they were that bad that we thought, hey, maybe what does it hurt to keep them up? Um, I don't know if that's the case with Grayovac, but um, 
you know, his 130 games or whatever, Mike, you said about, you know, his uh, tenureship down there. It's been during a pretty dark era of uh, of uh, arrows and and Iowa wild uh, lore. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm just looking here, and Gravac might be the most experienced AHL player we've got on this team right now. For for players on the for players on the Minnesota Wild, uh, Folan played twenty. Folan played thirteen AHL games. Spurgeon played twenty three. Um, Let's see, Scandella. Scandella played ninety six. Um, well, there goes your argument. He's you know he's gotten his season. Let's keep him. Yeah, I just you know <laughs> th- this is this is what Chuck Fletcher it says he wants, but he, he's he's not doing it. And, and I mean, I don't want to bag on the uh, on on the Minnesota Wild. I oh, mean, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, no problem. Charlie Coyle, forty seven games. I mean, you know. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> For the first time ever. Mace, Mace, do you put any stock in the idea that you know a guy like a kid like Gravac, you know, there is benefit to him just sitting in the press box? Maybe. I mean, and, and, and I know. Like, we, I think we kind of contradict ourselves all the time, but it depends on the type of player and. Maybe he's the type of player that, that could, whereas Wiley probably not, because you know we, as a fan base and the organization, sure thinks that Riley is, uh, you know, could be, could be a star. And I don't know if anybody's saying the same thing about uh, poor, poor Grailback. But uh, if if he's you know kind of setting himself up, as Mike said, to be, you know, journeyman call up, then. You know, maybe that that's the type of player that can that can benefit from seeing the game from uh, and learning to screw the popcorn machine. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, season opens up with a game against in 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 Colorado on Thursday. Um, you know, the Avs, and then we play uh, home. A home opener is Saturday, the tenth, against St. Louis, and then we've got a four-day break. And then we got back-to-back West Coast games because the geniuses in this and the uh, scheduling department love us. Um, okay, so uh, ba 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 Colorado. Um, you know, uh, you guys have been working uh, with uh, Ben, etc., on a great series uh, on WildExtra.com, going over the sort of uh, um, you know the league and then more more in detail of the division. Uh, from a wild perspective, the Central Intelligence series. It's been a really good series. Um, uh, and, you know, Ben wrote the Colorado one, but, you know, guys, what are what are we thinking about Colorado? We didn't know about them, and uh, are we particularly concerned about them at this point? Uh, I'm not concerned about them. Okay. <laughs> my, my biggest concern with playing them is uh, they still have that fuckstick McLeod, and... Uh, they they have added Francois Beauchemin, so uh, if you're trying to watch the the wild feed of that game, it's going to be painful every time we have to play Colorado. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah. I, I think I think this this preseason. I think I saw some something uh, on Twitter today. Maybe it was from Giles even that uh, that Colorado scored something like one goal in the last five preseason games. Um, so they were yeah. shut out 140 straight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they're they're certainly uh, telling everyone, hey, you guys, don't don't worry about us. <laughs> but but wow. you know, if they're so, I plan on running on it uh, for later this week. But um, 
like we really need them to continue that horrible streak of play from the preseason into the regular season. Uh, the last thing we need is another competitive team in the Central Division. And I think the last many years, like five years at least, for all the teams in the Central are are uh, demonstrative of, you know, this, this team's this this division is only getting harder to play in. And, uh, you know, we don't need that extra pressure as a Minnesota Wild where we've been kind of waffling where, where we really stand in, in the in the division. So, uh, yeah, let's just let's just root on Colorado and, you know, keep 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 on keeping on bros. Nice. Yeah. Um, games on NBCSN, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, the wild game number one season opener on Thursday. All right, guys, let's go around the horn here. Any uh, any final thoughts from you, Mike Berg? It'll be inter- interesting season this year. Um, you know, I, I'm just looking at the at this wild roster. It's it, it, there's nothing that really makes my loins tingle, but there's nothing that really <laughs> makes me want to go throw up either. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a meh roster. Well, that's just because you're familiar with it. Nothing happened. I'm a little too familiar with it. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, get to use the Jurgens, Mike, uh, Mason, <laughs> any final thoughts from you, sir? I, I think we... No, my final thought is we need to end this podcast before Mike gets to talk to us tingling loins <laughs> one more time. <laughs> right. Uh, my final thought is it's sort of ironic that um, at the start of camp, member Yo's rhetoric was about, I, didn't, I don't want us to start too low emotionally after the, the sweep to Chicago and how it masked, how good we had played against St. Louis in the final 40 games and all this kind of stuff. So he was worried about uh, too negative an attitude. And now we're worried about after the, you know, the, the ass kicking we put on the B squads from every team we played in the preseason, except the one team that we didn't when we brought our B squad and they beat our ass down. But, um, and now we're worried about starting on too high of a note, right? Uh, so it's, <laughs> well, it's sort of funny how we've come full circle. I completely and, uh, agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, And then I'll leave you guys. My final, final thought is a question to you, for us all, actually. Who, uh, let's predict, uh, who will be the leading scorer from our defense corps this season? Give you guys a, I'll give you guys a chance to think about that. My Dumba. <laughs> Mike, you go Dumba? Yep. Yeah. Who do you got, Mace? Um, man, offen- you say, yeah, offensive. Ooh, I, that's a pretty good pick, but since we, you know, we like um, tension here, um, uh, I'll go with Suter. I'll just, you know, I think, you know, hopefully he uh, he has fewer minutes and more points. Well, I was going to – originally was going to take this guy – and none of you took him, so I feel even better taking him in that sense that it doesn't it doesn't sound like I'm just glomming on to one of you. But in a contract year, I'm going with Mr. Jared Spurgeon. Okay. Uh, I expect him to have uh, uh, maybe a career year points-wise, get paid, and then fall back into obscurity the next year whenever he, when he lands in, you know, the island or whatever. I guess it's Brooklyn now, but whatever. I was hoping you would, you know, really. You know, I, th- I was hoping you'd go with Brodine in order to really make Mike's loins tingle. The tingling loins episode. All right. Well, hey, next time we come to you, uh, the Wild will have started their season. That may be a couple of games into the season if we keep to our regular schedule, uh, regularly scheduled podcast. 
so uh, it's been a fun preseason. It's been an interesting preseason and training camp. Uh, and let's get after it. We're ready to play some NHL regular season hockey, Minnesota Wild style. For Mike Berg, Jared Mason, this is Nick in New York. Thank you for listening to the – and actually for doubles too. Thank you for listening to the Five in the Major, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.